Welcome to the League of... No, I'm just playing. This is a gentleman's briefly, and you are now listening to Wrestling with Worldwide. And today we are going to discuss the 2023 Royal Rumble. We're going to kind of review things, kind of go over the entire card. And yeah, we're just going to kind of break things down um, as we see it, right? And so, uh, first off, to start the night, we had the Men's Royal Rumble, which was a, a cool little switch up, right? It's, the Royal Rumble is usually not the first thing on the, on the card, right? It's usually they put it at the back, you know, people are anticipating. That's kind of what we showed up for, right? That's literally the name of the pay-per-view. But I like that they changed it up. And I, I think they did it because we have such a great story going on with the bloodline and Sami Zayn and that whole dynamic. They didn't want to do that anywhere else because that that's kind of the peak of storytelling. So we want to leave. We want people leaving the arena thinking about that, not about anything else. Right. Um, so, yeah, to begin the, the night, we had the Royal Rumble and to my man. First guy coming out, number one entry in the Royal Rumble, Gunther, the Ring General. Gunther is probably my favorite wrestler in wrestling. Like WWE, outside of WWE, it doesn't matter. Gunther is my favorite wrestler. Um, for those that aren't necessarily watching wrestling from week to week, I want you to think, if you watch wrestling back in the day, I want you to think of Gunther is basically – Think of William Regal, the intensity, the the technical skills in the ring, the you know, wanting to beat the hell out of people and like, you know, sadistically just beat people up. But think of William Regal, William Regal as a six four, damn near three hundred pound man, right? He's just so like Gunther is just big, man. He's athletic. He can do anything. There's literally nothing he can do. He can't do. And the beautiful thing about Gunther is, and I love this. This is probably my favorite, like, gimmick. It's, hey, like, Gunther's gimmick is basically, I am the ring general. I I don't want any of this flippy stuff. I'm not here for the pyro. I'm not here for the lights. I'm not here for any of it. I want a belt. I want to, to collect belts. I want to win. And I want to beat the hell out of people. And I want this, this sport of wrestling is sacred to me. And I don't want anyone dis disrespecting it, basically. And so that's the gimmick he goes with. And it's beautiful to watch because he goes up against guys who are, you know, Seth Rollins, Ricochets, the people who are just total opposites, guys who are doing backflips, all kind of crazy stuff. But he's doing technical. His finisher is like a, a basic powerbomb. Another finisher of his is like a, a basic clothesline. And one of his main things is like a, a chop. Right. We've all seen a chop. Everybody's done that. But all his stuff is done to an elite level to where you're like, you love it. No matter how basic it is, you love it. Right. So Gunther is the first entry in the Royal Rumble. Honestly, he has a star making performance like the guy just oozes star power. Right. And he doesn't even he doesn't do it in a way that like, look at me, look at me. It's like, no you're not going to be able to not look at me based off the elite performance I'm giving. Right. I thought he had a great night. Uh, one of the greatest parts of the night was him and uh, Brock Lesnar, like facing off. That was really dope. Right. Like that's, if you would have asked me five years ago, 
when Gunther's name was Walter at the time, was like, yeah, him, Walter and, and Brock Lesnar are going to face off in a Royal Rumble. I'd be like, you're crazy. Like, that's not happening. Not under Vince's watch. It's just not happening. And it, and it happened. And, like, the crowd ate it up. Like, Gunther is the current intercontinental champion. So that makes it even more, like, he even has more prestige. So, yeah, Gunther was the, the top guy. He was the top guy. Um, he did, had a really good night. Um, I thought he really, I think he, I thought he had a little missteps, but this was his first rumble, right? A rumble is hard as a wrestler. That's really hard to pull off because you have to get your timing down. You got more people in the ring than you're used to all that. So it was kind of tough, but I thought he did a really good job overall. Um, I'd really check him out on YouTube. If you want to check him out, Gunther, uh, the winner of the Royal Rumble was Cody Rhodes. Uh, if you don't know Cody Rhodes, the son of the great Dusty Rhodes, uh, the Hall of Famer. And I thought Cody had a really good uh, showing. He he came in at number 30, right? It was kind of, he came back from a, a pectoral injury and he kind of had like these whole vignettes and videos of his return and we kind of knew he was going to return. It kind of spoiled the surprise, honestly. But he did come out. He had a really good, it was a short performance, but it was really good, honestly. Like him and Gunther, Gunther, of course, being as great as he is, lasted from number one to the final two. It was him and Cody as the last two people in the Royal Rumble. And they basically, I thought, like, usually the last two people in the Royal Rumble is kind of trash. Like, the ending is kind of garbage. Like, it's usually like, you know, they fight for maybe a minute and then somebody's eliminated. In this one, it was literally, like, we had the whole Royal Rumble with everybody. But then when it got to just Cody and Gunther, like they had basically had a whole nother match in itself at the end. And it was really good. And I think that's what's kind of saved this men's Royal Rumble because this Royal Rumble wasn't, it had a lot of expectations and it didn't necessarily feed into surprises, but more, it more fed into storylines, right? So we kind of got, we got Bobby Lashley eliminating Brock Lesnar. We think that's probably going to lead to WrestleMania, right? That's a that's a storyline elimination rather than a, anybody coming in as a surprise entry or something, right? I think the only surprise entry we got was probably Booker T, maybe another one, but I'm kind of forgetting now. But yeah, overall, I thought it was outstanding. I thought Seth Rollins had a great night, of course. Like Seth doesn't miss. He really doesn't have a bad night. Um, I was a little surprised that the bloodline wasn't in it at all, but I do love the dedication to the story, right? I think in the, <clears throat> excuse me, in the Vince McMahon era, I think we might've got somebody random from the bloodline thrown into the Royal Rumble. And you'd be like, ah, that doesn't really make sense, but okay, we'll roll with it. Whereas in the Triple H, Triple H is dedicated to the story. So he had no one go in the blood, nobody from the bloodline go into the Royal Rumble because the tribal chief Roman Reigns is the champion. So why would anybody from his crew try to win the Royal Rumble and then face him at WrestleMania, right? So it made sense, but I would have loved to see Solo in a Royal Rumble environment. Solo, if for anybody who doesn't know, Solo was a kind of the newest member to the bloodline. If you if you knew if you knew Umaga, he's kind of a mini Umaga in that way. Um so yeah, I thought he had a really good showing. Oh, I thought over, overall, I thought he would have had a good showing, but I get why he wasn't in it or anyone in the bloodline wasn't. So overall, men's 
Wrestle, I mean, the Wins Royal Rumble was pretty good overall. Um, had some missteps, but you know, it happens. Definitely happens. Um, Cody Rhodes, like I said, wins the whole thing. He will face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I think it'll be an outstanding match. Um, both are outstanding. I think it's a great story both ways. Like, both have lineages that, you know, legendary, right? Cody Rhodes has Dusty. Dusty never won a championship in WWE. So Cody is trying to win one for his father. You have Roman Reigns, who's going into Hollywood, trying to solidify himself is really the GOAT, honestly. Like, you know, he's been holding these two titles for a long time. And by that time, to kind of win it and solidify himself at WrestleMania will kind of almost like certify it, to be honest. Um, next match on the card, honestly, it was trash. It was uh, Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. I love LA Knight. But it was a, this match was called a Mountain Dew pitch black match just by the name you knew it was going to be garbage right it was simply a play to get you know some sponsorship dollars from Mountain Dew honestly um and yeah I'm not a Bray Wyatt guy at all at all I think he is I don't think he does anyone any favors who go up against him because he's so he's like a I don't want to say a wannabe undertaker because that's kind of disrespectful but He's in that horror genre realm to where he pops up out of nowhere. He has vignettes going all the time. He doesn't just walk out and talk. It's a whole thing, right? And when you're going against him, you have to adjust all that. You can't just talk, you know, like a regular feud is usually like two people, you know, talking at each other, talking shit to each other. And then we usually get in the ring and get after it. Against Bray Wyatt, it's a totally different thing. You're basically talking to yourself, essentially, um, and to the crowd. So I do think L.A. Knight has done a great job of elevating himself on his own. But I really hope after this trash match that they, we get a LA, let L.A. Knight do something with someone else and let Bray Wyatt go ruin somebody else, right? I just – the match wasn't good. It was, it was basically under black light. So, like, as a, if you're a kid, sure. Like, it like, you had a match that basically was uh, glow in the dark. Cool. That's probably visually, that's probably dope for them. But as a grown man, I'm straight. Like, that was trash. Um, but I do love LA Knight. want to make that clear. Um, I think he has a bright, bright future um, in WWE. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, next match, we have Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, kind of similar to the the pitch black match this was definitely like normal this is normal rules for the uh the raw wwe women's championship i think bianca belair is amazing she's kind of like the john cena of her era many people have said that like she's unbeatable she's amazing she really has no weaknesses um she could talk in the mic she could wrestle she has a style she has everything right has love by the kids by grown-ups everybody right the fan base loves her on the other hand, Alexa Bliss, I just, I just, similar to Bray Wyatt, like, and it's kind of not even as good. I, I just don't think she's very good in the ring. And I think, I mean, I might catch hate for this. But I just don't think right now there's enough in the women's roster. We have about, I don't know how many people we have on the, in the women's division, but we probably have about 10, like, good ass wrestlers. Good, like, 
don't matter who they with, they're going to put on a banger. And then there's a lot of others who, who need a great partner to make them look good. Alexa Bliss is one of those people. You, she has to have a great partner to, for her to have a good match. She just isn't good in the ring. Um, it's just nothing really any special. She has a good look to her, but nothing special technical wise. She's just not good. And she's not really that great on the mic either. This whole character thing with her potentially linking with Bray Wyatt and with this whole horror aspect, it's just trash. Honestly, I just don't think it's good at all. I think they need to end this Alexa Bliss Bianca feud as fast as possible. Um, I'm hoping that Rhea, now that Rhea Ripley, and we'll talk about that later with the Women's Royal Rumble, but Rhea doesn't win and she eventually on Raw chooses to uh, go against um, Charlotte Flair, who's the SmackDown Women's Champion at at WrestleMania. So I'm hoping Asuka, we start the Asuka versus Bianca at WrestleMania feud. I hope we start that as soon as possible. Like, let's get that going. I don't want to see Alexa Bliss on my television anymore. Like, she's just not good at all. Like, in the ring, outside of the ring, she's okay. But in the ring, no. Especially against Bianca Belair. Like, come on, she has no shot. Like, uh, I don't believe at all that she has a chance. Um, but, yeah, so that match was okay. Bianca Belair did, her, did what she could do, right? It's kind of like going out there wrestling a warm body. Hey, she did her best. Bianca got through it. She can move on, hopefully, to the next feud where she'll put on a banger. Her and her and Oscar are gonna if they if they really do go against each other at WrestleMania, that'll be a classic. Like they're gonna put on a banger. I'm not. Those are two elite elite level talents. It'll probably be amazing. So I'm hoping Bianca can kind of get Alexa Bliss off her off her back. Um, next we have the Women's World Rumble, which honestly may have been better than the men's. Right? I think the women's did a really good job of the women's did a good job. So the men's Royal Rumble was a lot of like, all right, these are the now, these are the guys of the now, right? We're not really looking at the future prospects. This is, this is for the people, you know, this is Brock Lesnar. This is Bobby Lashley. This is Seth Rollins. This is Cody Rhodes. This is, you know what I mean? Whereas the women's was, we're going to give you the star power now, but we're also going to, Throwing some future people in here. Roxanne from NXT, NXT Women's Champion, had a really good showing in the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, Piper Niven came out um, and got her name changed. Vince McMahon had her, gave her a stupid-ass name called Dewdrop, which was just dumb. Like, like this is dumb. Um, but her real name is, like, her wrestling name before she got to WWE and, like, her NXT UK days, she's from overseas. I think she's from Ireland, I believe. But um, it was Piper Niven, and she's outstanding, kind of a bigger girl, but she's like can really wrestle, does a really good job. I thought she had a really good showing. Um, I thought, you know, Oscar, uh, Oscar came in, and she kind of came in with her darker uh, look. Um, I'm not as familiar with as others are with her new, her prior um, work in WWE. Where I think she was in New Japan. But she had kind of a, a character where it was kind of like Joker-esque, uh, where her paint, her face paint was like very Joker-ish, uh, kind of more of a scary horror element to it. Um, and she she kind of she wore that on Sunday and, or Saturday. And so everybody was hyped up to see that because uh, Asuka in her other form or WWE form is dope. But she's kind of more, you know, WWE, like they're not trying to scare anybody. 
But in this case, it was cool to see the WWE under Triple H does their homework for wrestlers and looks, okay, this is a character you had before you got to WWE. That's cool. All right, we can use that, right? Vince would have never even known anything about that. Like Vince don't care about anything outside of WWE, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, Oscar had a really great showing. I thought she did really well. Um, I thought Damage Control, which is Dakota, um, Dakota Kai, Eel Sky, and uh, Bailey. I thought that group did really good. I don't really love their faction. I love Eel Sky. Like, just want to make that clear. Like, I think I think all three are great, but Eel I think is like world champion level um, ability. Um, and I'm just hoping that she gets some shine individually at some point. But, you know, uh, she's in her faction right now. But they did a really good job of making damage, con- damage control look cohesive, look like a really uh, important unit in this Royal Rumble. Um, and I like the way they made they carried over the feud they're having with Bayley, with uh, Becky Lynch and causing and Becky eliminating two of them and then Bailey. Uh, eliminating Becky so that kind of continued that that uh, rivalry and honestly on Raw it kind of heated up because Bailey was saying that you know the only reason Becky uh, Becky doesn't deserve Seth Rollins who she's married to uh, and that Becky you know got knocked up and that's the only reason that Seth Rollins married her like it was some you know low cut stuff but hey we we love that you know what I mean so yeah I thought Women's Royal Rumble was outstanding. I thought Rhea Ripley was probably one of my favorites uh, on the roster. Um, she won, and it was it was the right choice, right? Like she's just she's had an outstanding uh, 2022, early 2023. Like her being a part of the Judgment Day really enhanced her, and I think taking her away from the women's division for a bit and kind of just let her shine in general, I think has been good for her. Because in the ring, we all know she's great, but I thought she could kind of get lost, and especially when she's being a baby face. She's not really, I think naturally she's a heel. I think that she prefers to be a heel, and she can do that in a judgment day. She kind of got her mic skills better, and so now coming back again, wrapping back around, she can come back for the Women's Championship now that she's running the World Rumble, and she can come back at Charlotte Flair, who she lost to in previous WrestleMania, uh, when she was a little younger, she was a baby face. So now she's coming back again and like, no, nah, I'm coming back uh, and I'm going to get my belt too. So her and Charlotte will go against each other at WrestleMania. That'll be a really good match. Uh, looking forward to that one. Uh, but yeah, overall, really good ro- uh, women's Royal Rumble. Thought it was pretty good overall. Uh, had a few surprises, which was cool. But overall, I thought they did a good job of, sh- of showcasing the future, but also letting Rhea get her, you know, have her moment. All right, so the final match of the night. I could almost get emotional talking about it. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Now, was this match a a classic? No, but it wasn't meant to be. This match was a vehicle to get to the end. This was a vehicle to get to the main story. The main story of the bloodline. And is Sami Zayn part of the bloodline or is he going to show loyalty to his lifelong friend, Kevin Owens. Now, the match was cool. Obviously, Roman Reigns wins. Uh, Everything's cool. They're beating up. You know, the bloodline comes out there. They're all beating up Kevin Owens. 
um, and to actually like um, get him and put him up against the ropes and like yeah, it's it was a it was pretty bad. Uh, they beat him up pretty good, and so uh, Roman was talking to Sammy. Was like, "Nah, we're not done with him yet, though." So he goes grab. They grab a cheer, and he's about to hit him. And he's like, "Roman's about to hit Kevin." He's like, "Hold up, I'm gonna have you do it, Sammy." Sammy, who again is lifelong best friends with Kevin Owens. They're both from Canada. They're both wrestled with each other for years, years. They're like when they got to WWE. There's the story they kind of made their name off of was going against each other being best friends who were then became rivals so um the bloodline obviously has some doubts about that history and was like i don't know if you are you with us are you family with the bloodline are you rocking with your boy who you you know was friends with all your life like we don't we don't know if we can trust you all the way so you got to prove yourself and so yeah roman gave it gave him the chair it was like all right hit him like hit your boy uh pull it he kept saying pull the trigger like hit him and then the crowd is just getting more and more anticipation it's getting higher higher and higher because we're like all right is this the moment where sammy just decides i can't i can't uh mess over my guy like kevin owens his family i can beat him up every now and again i can you know try to separate myself but i can't just try to truly hurt this person Right. This is my basically my true family. And so Sammy then hits Roman in his back. And I swear that is the largest pop I've ever heard in my life. And for those that don't know, pop is like crowd noise, crowd reaction to something. Uh, it was a, a stone cold Steve Austin entrance level pop. Like if the crowd went crazy because this story, guys, this story, they've been going with the story for nine months. That is called long-term, long-term storytelling, long-form storytelling. Like, like this has been a, it started out as a funny little, oh, Sammy wants to be in the bloodline. And the bloodline, I was like, <laughs> all right, man, like, whatever. You don't, you want to be part of bloodline, whatever. Like, we're not going to take you seriously. Then he kept proving himself, kept proving himself. And then they're like, wait, all right, okay, you might actually, you know, be an asset to us. And Roman starts to accept him. Jay Uso's like, nah, like hell no, this dude ain't never gonna be part of my family, right? And that goes on for a while. So now, Rome, now uh, Sammy, instead of is cool with everybody else in the bloodline, he's really become family with everybody, but he's trying to win over Jay, Jay Uso. Then eventually, after war games, Jay Uso is like, hell, okay, you proved yourself, like you family, you like a brother to me, right? So now Sammy is all good with everybody. Uh, Roman, everybody, the Uso, Solo, Paul Heyman, everybody. But then he it's little cracks in the armor start to show where Sammy has to make decisions, has to make decisions against Kevin Owens, and he has a little bit of hesitation. And so the, the bloodline is like, hold up, bro. Like, we told you to, you know, do this thing, you know, beat up um, Kevin Owens or, or cause him harm, and you're like, hesitate. Like, what's, what's the deal with that? Are you family or no? And so he has to go on trial with the trial, tribal chief. Tribal chief's like, eh, okay. Everyone comes to his defense. And he's like, all right, for now, you're okay. But you got a real test of Royal Rumble. And that is the test that he gives him when he gives him the chair to hit Kevin. And so Sammy decides in that moment, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna step up for my guy. And he man, I'm telling you, when he hit Roman Reigns in the back, bro, I lost it. And then this is how great the storytelling was. It was like a movie. He he drops the chair after he hits Roman. And Roman falls. He drops the chair and he turns to turns to Jay. Jay, the guy who honestly he's had to prove the most to, who's been the hardest to win over. And he he finally won him over. He tells him he love him. They both are told each other they love each other. And Sammy's like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I know I hurt you, but this is my guy. Kevin Owens is my guy. I can't do this. And so Jimmy super kicks him. And from that point, he is officially out of the bloodline. Sami Zayn is officially kicked out of the bloodline due to, due to essentially treason, right? Portraying the tribal chief. And man, like that, that moment, bro, that was one of the greatest, this has been one of the greatest storylines I've ever, I've ever like seen in WWE, even going back to, this is attitude level storytelling, but it might even be better to be honest with you, just because it came out of nowhere. Sami Zayn, he's a great wrestler. If you know wrestling, you know, Sami Zayn is like that. But if you're a casual, you're like, all right, Sami Zayn, like he's a goofy looking dude, like, all right, what, why do I care? But but it was they took a chance on it nine months ago, and now it's the biggest story in wrestling. That's how beautiful wrestling is. You never know how it can go. And so now people are like, it should be Sammy versus Roman at WrestleMania. They're not going to do that. But we, what we think is going to happen is now that Sammy has chose Kevin Owens over the bloodline, we think that Sammy, it's going to be Sammy, and Kevin Owens, the old the the crew are back together again, and they're going to go against the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, at WrestleMania for the tag team championships. That's what we think it's going to be. But a lot of people are clamoring for Sammy versus Roman because that, bro, if they did that, like it would go crazy. Now, caveat to that: the the next pay per view between now and WrestleMania is Elimination Chamber. It is in Montreal, Canada. Sami Zayn is from Montreal, Canada. They're probably going to do Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns in Montreal <laughs> at Elimination Chamber for the championship. Now, Sami ain't got no not a goddamn chance in winning that match. However, the just the moment is going to be crazy. Just think of the entrance when Sami Zayn's music hits in in Montreal. It would go crazy either way, right? Just uh, if we threw this storyline out, if he came out of Montreal, it would go crazy, obviously, because he's in his hometown. But even add on top of that, this outstanding storyline and this, like, generational performance we've gotten from Sami Zayn this whole time. Um, It's going to go crazy, bro. So I'm really excited to see this bloodline versus Sammy versus, you know, with Kevin Owens around. I'm excited to see how they end this, man. But I'll be honest, this this past nine months with this storyline has been amazing. Um, And it's honestly shown how great wrestling can be if it's really taken seriously as far as storytelling is concerned. Man, I'm telling you, bro. Like, and I even left out the Jay Uso walks out after they're beating in at Royal Rumble when they're beating up on Sammy after he's betrayed the Tribal Chief. They look and they're like, "Wait, hold up, Jay, Jay, you not in on this? Like, you're not gonna get your licks in? Like, this dude just 
you know, betrayed our, 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 our tribal chief. And Jay is sitting back like, damn, they're crying. And he's like, he rolls out of the ring and walks away. Cause he, he can't believe Sammy would do this. He can't believe we're going to hurt Sammy. We're going to jump Sammy. And he just can't be a part of it. Man, like, it's just little elements, bro, that is just like, this never would have got thought of if Vince McMahon was still in charge. But the fact that Triple H is in charge and understands storytelling, understands all the little elements that are involved, bro, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And this is also why um, Roman Reigns might be the GOAT. Man, like, Roman Reigns off top is just killing it, right? Outstanding run. But then you add this storyline on top of it, bro, he's GOAT. He might be the GOAT. Might be the GOAT. It's hard for me to say that because I'm a Stone Cold guy. I love The Rock. I love all these great people. But Roman, Tribal Chief, he might be him. He might be him. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, lastly, to finish things off, I think – uh, match of the night, I would have to go with, to me, I, match, right? If we're talking about moment, got to be Sami Zayn. Um, but match, I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the women's Royal Rumble. I think it was just overall was better, just a little bit. I thought both Rumbles were good, but I thought it was a little bit better. And uh, I really enjoyed some of the spots, especially that that little spot at the end with um, Liv Morgan, Asuka, and Rhea kind of outside of the ring on the ropes. You really didn't know who was going to win. Uh, so that was a cool little spot. Uh, so that's match of the night. Wrestler of the night, got to get it Gunther. Got to give it to Gunther. Uh, starting his number one entrant, and then to go all the way to the end, number 30, and damn near win it. Damn near dominate Cody, but Cody kind of made a comeback to win it. But he really, Gunther had a star-making performance. He's already a star, like let's just be honest. But to the public, the people who who don't watch week to week, but are like, but always show up for Royal Rumble because it's a cool pay-per-view. He really showed out for those people who, who weren't aware of him. So got to give that to Gunther. And then lastly, moment of the night, like I just explained, got to be Sami Zayn uh, hitting Roman with the chair. I'm telling you guys, look it up on YouTube. It's on Instagram. If you go to WWE's uh, Instagram, just look up that moment. You, you don't even have to be a wrestling fan, right? If you hear that, you will get goosebumps based off that moment. I'm telling you. Um, but yeah, like overall, thought it was a really good, uh, really good card, really good show. I, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna get a, a B plus, a strong B plus. And actually, you know what? I'm gonna go A, right at a solid A, right? Because I think so many times Royal Rumbles can be disappointing because. If you're going into it just caring about who the new surprises, the surprise entries in the Royal Rumble, if you were judging it just off of that, you'd go, oh, probably a B. But if you're judging it off of storyline alone and off of, okay, was this show about storyline or was this just trying to get some cheap, some cheap, uh, you know, social media love based off of, you know, some random surprises? This was based off storyline, which I'm always leaning towards. So for me, got to give this show an A, just off of Cody Rhodes, Gunther performance in the men's. We got Rhea, Asuka, um, and many others in the women's Royal Rumble. And then obviously the tribal chief, the bloodline versus Sammy, that whole moment. 
that that kind of topped it off. Like that was the last moment of the night. And honestly, it, it couldn't have ended any better. So yeah, guys, I appreciate y'all listening. Um, definitely go check out 2023 Royal Rumble on YouTube. Any moments you can check it out. It's a pretty good time. And uh, yeah, this was Wrestling with Worldwide. And we appreciate you listening. Yeah.